0: Now, now your ideas don't have to wait. Now they have everything they need to come to life. Dell Technologies and Intel are creating technology that loves ideas, loves expanding your business, evolving your passions. We push what technology can do so great ideas can happen right now. Find out how to bring your ideas to life at Dell.com. The Stanley Cup final
1: on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday.
2: This is the Rich Eisen Show.
1: They have facial recognition everywhere.
2: Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles.
1: I walked in mm-hmm.
0: and I put I put on a mask. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Just to walk through. It was a wise move, right? Wise move.
2: Today's guests, Seahawks wide receiver Tyler Lockett from the Showtime drama Your Honor, actor Brian Cranston, NBC Sports Boston Patriots insider Tom Curran, Bucks wide receiver Mike Evans, and now it's Rich Eisen. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes.
2: He's we're so on excited. the air. It's a Friday. So <laughs> it's on
0: the air, and the It is the Rich Eisen Show. That's an odd way of opening a program, but I don't care this the way I'm feeling. I'm feeling it. Super <laughs> Wild Card Weekend starts tomorrow. Super Wild Card Weekend has arrived, and we're here live on the Roku channel to talk about it. It starts tomorrow, ends Monday night, and on Monday Night Football, Mike Evans... And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to take on the Dallas Cowboys. Mike Evans scheduled to join us hour number three of this program. And scheduled to join us on Monday It's Micah Parsons. We're fair and balanced. we got football. football. One and done football. It starts in the soggy climbs of Santa Clara, California. And Tyler Lockett and the Seattle Seahawks and all their house money are coming to the Field of Jeans, trying to make it a nightmare. And a one and done Brock Purdy. Nice job, Brock. Take a seat. That's what the Seahawks want to do. Before that, Tyler Lockett joins us in 20 minutes on this program. We've also got Brian Cranston making his way to this studio today. He'll be here on this program today. be good times with one of our favorite guests and one of the greatest human beings to grace a television screen Back. and a silver screen. Emmy Award winning, Academy Award nominated Brian Cranston here in studio. And Tommy Curran's going to oh, join hey. us. Tommy Curran's going to join us because there was a press release that came out of New England. Uh, One Patriot Drive or whatever the heck they call it right there. I think that's it. Uh, and I've, I've, never, uh, I've never seen anything quite like it from New England. We'll hit that with Tom Curran in a second as well. Good to see you over there, Christopher Brockman. How are
1: you? Rich, Bob Craft hears me.
0: He, he does. I have been talking loud all year. Hold on a minute. Hold on to that. Hold on to that thought. Put a pin in it. <laughs> you got it. I will give you the floor on that subject matter <laughs> very you. soon. <laughs> Thank you. DJ Mikey D is in these nuts. Good to see you, sir. Good to see you, Rich. Second straight week of a full week of the Rich Eisen Show. Second straight week wearing pants. Yes. <laughs> Good to see you over there, Mike. That's a big news. TJ that's Jefferson. That's- has the candle been lit, sir? Candle was lit. It's Fantastic. on fire right now. Friday. Let's do, Fantastic. Fantastic. Let's do this. Fantastic. We're on the air. It's a great time. Okay. Code five. So um,
1: Code five.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's, some, there, there, there's some interesting things happening uh, afoot in the National Football League just in time for a super wild card super. weekend. Two uh, missives, one on Twitter, one straight out for press release, okay? Uh, let's start with the tweet. Let's do it. We know exactly what ails Lamar Jackson right now <laughs> because Lamar tweeted out himself. This one came out uh, shortly after we went off the air yesterday. Lamar Jackson, letting us all know what's going on with his knee, and it is no bueno. He tweets out, thank you, everyone, for your support and concerns regarding my injuries. I want to give you all an update as I'm in the recovery process. I've suffered a PCL grade 2 sprain on the borderline of a strain 3. There is still inflammation surrounding my knee, and my knee remains unstable. I'm in good spirits as I continue with treatments On the road to recovery, I wish I could be out there with my guys more than anything. But I can't give 100% of myself to my guys and fans. I'm still hopeful we still have a chance. And I'm imagining uh, the chances to play in Sunday night's Super Wild Card Weekend triple header capper. On NBC, we had Mike Tirico on earlier this week to talk about it. Ravens at Bengals. And it sure looks like Tyler Huntley, and if he can't go because he didn't go last week, and I proffer to say he didn't go last week, to make sure he was healthy, he was a he was a he's, they sat him down, fully aware that Lamar might not be back for Sunday night football, or at the time they they knew for a trip to Cincinnati, most likely, and. This is not good news. I said it earlier this week, and I know I'm not going on a very long, thin limb here. A totally, like, the Ravens need this guy. Maybe more than they've needed or ever needed him before. Because their wide receiving core is, as Stuart Scott would call it, spandex thin. Hmm. And Mark Andrews is absolutely the guy that the Bengals are circling in their defensive meetings this week. Like, that's the one guy. Let's just cover him. Cover him and then uh, make sure Dobbins doesn't run all over us with Gus Edwards. We're good. Joe. Jamar. Tyler. T. Joe. The other Joe. Mixon. Hey, give us 21. 24. We'll get through it. Lamar shows up, different story. Your head's on a swivel. You don't you don't know who's got the football. That's when the Ravens are at their best. Who's got it? Who's got it? Dobbins have it? Does um, Edwards have it? Does anybody else that's probably not on your fantasy team all year long have it? Who's got it? We don't know who has it. Oh, that guy's got it. He's wide open down the field. That's their offense. That's it. And then they play defense. And they, you let Roquan Smith who is going to be playing his first playoff game. And by the way, his first game is a professional, pisaid, paid, is how he shows up in his first playoff game. Boy, do they need Lamar. And now that you hear this, you're like, man, this Raven season is in trouble, despite how good their coach is or despite how good some of their skilled players and defensive players are. Got to have Lamar. That's simple. End of story. And it looks like they're not going to get him. That's one way to look at this tweet. These two tweets. The other one is, why are you letting us know about this? Hmm. Every aspect of Lamar's season will inform what happens this offseason. Again, I think he's going to get franchise tagged at the end of the day. And I I say that as that's the way the Ravens aren't going to let him walk. They don't want him to walk. I mean, they have reconfigured their entire organization to revolve around number eight offensively, everything else. And the everything else is also to make sure that nobody says a crossword or could even have it construed as a crossword about Lamar Jackson. Not a whiff coming out of Baltimore that this – Longer-than-expected hiatus is contract-related or in any way, shape, or form related to anything that Lamar has done or not done or hasn't done hard enough or isn't willing to do hard enough. Nothing. The Ravens have kept it quiet in a way fewer, fewer teams, let's put it that way, will coordinate. And... He's putting it out there about his injury information? Because I don't know. Is that because he's wondering what the fans are thinking? Hey, I want all the fans to know somebody around him is just like, you got to let everyone know what it is, Lamar. Because if for anybody out there talking about you not wanting to do it because it's money-related or you not wanting to do it because you're concerned about the the knee long-term, got to get it out there. Because it certainly isn't the Ravens putting it out there. And if any of you out there are thinking, you know, this is an unfair way to look at it. Lamar's just being himself and putting himself out there in a way that a team definitely doesn't want. Your team, NFL teams, coaching staffs, do not want this type of information out there. It informs too much for the opposition, should Lamar go. And also, they've done, I mean, everything publicly, and again, from what I'm hearing, privately, to keep this information quiet so Lamar can just do his thing and get back whenever he can. And if anybody out there is thinking, you know, there's no criticism that is worthy of being sending direction of Lamar for tweeting this stuff out. What if Big Ben had done it? What if Ben Roethlisberger, who spent, you know, a decade and a half plus Hall of Fame years, first ballot Hall of Fame years in the NFL, number of times he would get ripped nonstop because he's way too eager to let you know just how hurt he is. So when he comes back, you're like, (laughs) well, that's a superhuman effort or what have you. Look at him. Right? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. For so sure. just as a visual, we, we we have the same presentation, radio audience, on our Roku channel feed of the tweets, as if Big Ben had tweeted them out. <laughs> uh, what, if, what if Ben had tweeted out oh by the way, great job on Mike Hoskins to change the, change purple, the purple hearts? Yeah, the Steeler Yellow there. Hearts. Well done, Hoskins. It's great. Devil is in the details, isn't it? Look at that. What if Ben had tweeted out, oh, my knee, it's got a grade two, bordering on a great strain three. And, you know, I've got it's still inflamed. I'm in good spirits, though. You know, wish I could be out there with my guys more than anything, but I can't give 100% of myself to my guys and fans. Still hopeful.
1: Might be out there. I mean, this is just a juicy steak dinner for all the Ben bashers like myself. To kind of go after,
0: wouldn't oh wouldn't you gosh. go? Wouldn't everyone go after Ben for doing that? Yeah, yeah but we all oh, know there's
3: levels, guy. man. There's, some people have earned better favor than others. Like the Skip Bayless, no, no. the Skip Bayless tweet, it went nuts and people hated it because it was him. Had someone he else a would, had a, a different, you know, maybe massaged it differently and put it out, it would not have caused an uproar. That's 100%. why sometimes because Ben doesn't have that favor and Lamar. Does no
0: question.
1: Week. No question about it.
0: Could this be the beginning of something else? That's the whole thing with Lamar and the Ravens right now. That would be obviously quieted in two seconds flat if he shows up, balls out in Cincinnati, and sends the defending AFC champions home one and done on Sunday night, whole country watching. Sure doesn't look like that's going to be the case. And that's a damn shame. That's a damn shame. I just wanted to give you those two ways of looking at it. One in which is like, damn shame. And two, it's like, what, what is that? And how will that inform the Ravens as they move along long-term? Or is it an indication that Lamar isn't comfortable with the way the Ravens are handling him? I mean, that's a fair question to ask. Because the Ravens have put it out there that, I mean, everything John Harbaugh has said is like, I'm not with the rehab team. He's with the rehab team. And when I hear from the rehab team he's ready to practice, boy will I be excited. In the meantime, I'm seeing Have you um, ever heard seen, the coach say that? Um, something like seeing that before? No, no. of course. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I'm I'm just coaching the team. Doctors tell me when somebody's available and I'll I'll plug him in. Absolutely. And then you also hear, you know, he's in good spirits. I mean, he's co- he's covering the bases for Lamar. We love him. I will always love him. And then he tweets out exactly what's wrong with his knee. It's, it, is, it is kind of like a, an eyebrow archer. And then in the same way we just discussed a tweet that a player sent out that I'm sure a team's not thrilled about. Let's talk about a press release the team sent out that I'm sure the coach may have signed off on wasn't his idea. <laughs> I'm telling you folks, when this press release came from new England on Thursday, this to me was like an absolute meteor flashing across the sky. Like, and it could be a comet, you know, like once in a, once in a 100 year comet across the sky. It's just a two sentence press release with a headline And I'll read it to you. Patriots, to extend Gerard Mayo, will begin interviewing for an offensive coordinator. By the way, a very rare semicolon. Yeah, very rare (laughs) use of the semicolon in the title. Uh, And then the date, date dateline, Foxborough, Massachusetts. (laughs) I (laughs) I went full hacksaw on you. The New England Patriots and head coach Bill Belichick have begun contract extension discussions with Gerard Mayo that will keep him with the team long term. In addition... The team will begin interviewing for offensive coordinator candidates beginning next week. Oh, gosh. Now then. (laughs) Here we go. First of all.
1: Hold on. Let me do a victory lap real
0: quick. The fact that you see a title associated with a coaching position in writing for New England is... Absolutely mind blowing. To the point point, in case in point, put the put that up one more time if you don't mind, Mr. Hoskins. They refer in the first statement, they refer in the first line of the statement to begun contract extensions with Gerard Mayo. That will keep him with the team long term. Now, if you go back in the time machine, you're gonna be referring to the, the player, right? Uh-huh. Right? Or or at this point, if you don't know anyone who's on the coaching staff, it's just like who is Gerard Mayo? Like, okay, is this just some guy they found on the, you know, walking down from uh from the mall next door. He just showed up? No, no, no. No, no, no. Who, who is Gerard Mayo? What does he have a title? What's his title? They leave it out because there are no titles associated with the coach. Are they gonna sign him as a defensive coordinator? I think he was technically like oh, you son. What, the linebacker's coach. What are you gonna sign him as? <laughs> like what 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 are you interviewing him for? What are you extending him for? They don't put a title on there. But there is a title, offensive coordinator. I saw this, I'm like, whoa. Because this reeks of the man atop the flow chart calling in, just calling in the HC and saying, hey, love you. What
1: was that this year? But what was
0: that (laughs) this year? Yeah who was calling the plays and what we were doing. And I I'm reading lips about the quick game and, (laughs) you know, and the fans want answers. And in the last 20 something years, the answer has been in bill. We trust from top to bottom. And the fact that they put out a press release, not only saying, Hey fans who want Gerard Mayo to stick around here and, not be interviewed as head coaching positions and okay, anywhere DC, else. Cleveland. DC and places. What? We're going to hold on to him, but we'll put it at the end there, we're interviewing offensive coordinator candidates. Like, we're going to call it a title and it's just going to be like everywhere else where there's a an individual that we know has been hired to coordinate the offense. And this is what we're going to call him. We're not going to... Figure out during training camp who's calling the plays and leave this whole business that we saw in August this year as to who is it? Is it it a former defensive coordinator or is it a former special teams coach? Now we're going to get somebody who has a track record of coordinating offenses, Hmm. calling plays. We're going to hire that individual and call him this title. And this will be acknowledged by the New England Patriots, as such, we will refer to this person <laughs> with a title and when, when I, I'm assuming asked, is this person the offensive coordinator that you hired? Like, Let's put it this way. It's been so crazy, and this is the way it goes. This is what you get with the greatest coach in the history of the NFL, being your coach. That when this person is hired and it comes out in a press release that so-and-so has been hired as the new offensive coordinator of the New England Patriots, it will require, and it will be our press conference moment that day, it will require a direct question from a member of the New England media to the head coach who hired this offensive coordinator to acknowledge from his mouth That this person is, in fact, the offensive coordinator of the New England Patriots and has been, in fact, hired to call the plays and run that side of the football as one would expect of an individual with the title of offensive coordinator. That moment will have to come, Chris, and you know it's a flip of the coin
1: as to whether he will acknowledge it publicly. I know, because like... I, I, Personally out of his mouth. I know that it's going to be Mike Reese probably to ask the questions. Could so. be Tom Carney's joining could, us in an, could an hour. Could be Tom. Usually it's Mike in these cases. So just... Or Ben Volan, maybe one of those two guys. Like, good luck. Good luck to you, and I hope we get the right answer. I'm just glad that RKK has heard my pleas. It sounds like this Every, is
0: exactly what it is, Chris. Yesterday, you know what you I
1: think, was my favorite day of the 2022 NFL season as a Patriots fan. like Bob, every single, not
0: not being in playoff position, despite all that, absolutely not, despite
1: all that we're talking about. I wish we had lost every game to have a better draft. Oh my word. All I'm saying is every week I would come out here after an offensive stinker and say, there's still time to fire these guys. And it looks like we're finally going to get I'm sure they're not going to be gone, but they're not going to be involved in the offense. And it's, I don't know about that either. Fantastic put Joe Judge back on special teams, that special teams that gave up two kickoff returns. But he could have game. still been
0: there. It's not like he he didn't... But nobody spe-
1: knows. But now we know whether it's Bill O'Brien or Cliff Kingsbury or somebody else, they're going to be running the offense and calling the plays, and Mac Jones can go back to looking like the pro bowler he was in his rookie season.
0: Or they're done with him, too.
1: And if that's the case, then, Mac, best of luck. You know, you did, you did all you could for us, and we're on to somebody else, but... Hallelujah. Robert Kraft going in and reminding Bill who signs the checks. I think this is
0: what it sounds like to me. And I don't think that's, that is an exaggeration. I feel like this is an overreaction Monday. That's not an overreaction. I can't like, honestly, that press release is like a comet flying across the sky that we will never see again.
1: Not in Bill's reign. In our lifetime. Yeah, not in Bill's reign as, you know, leading this team. Wow. And it sounds like Gerard Mayo might be head coach and waiting. Like, it, who knows? To keep him here in the long term. That's what that sounds like to me. Let's go. He was but, a great but, player. But
0: he's being, he's being we don't retained know what ti- to do what? What's his title? <laughs> we don't know what his title is. But whoever's coming in is the offensive coordinator. <laughs> awesome. Right? My
1: favorite day of the season. Wow. Eight
0: four four two zero four. Rich, number to dial. Tom Curran is going to join us in 40 minutes to make heads or tails of this. Hour number two, also, Brian Cranston. Cannot wait. Celebrity true or false. We've been, we're, we, we got it all queued up. It's going to be dynamite. He's just such a wonderful human. Hour three, Mike Evans at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What's more likely as well, but coming up next, Tyler Lockett and the Seattle Seahawks are going to San Francisco, Santa Clara to try and one and done the two-seeded Niners. Can't wait to chat with this guy when we come back on the Rich Eisen Show.
1: So to recap,
2: we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Let's talk about them. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. We all know when something goes wrong with your car and you need maintenance and you need it fast and you need to make sure it's done right... That's when you turn to O'Reilly Auto Parts, friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance, And repairs, they've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. And the team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto. Do it yourself, and you can find what you need in store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Or visit us at oreillyautocom Eisen. That's o'Reillyauto.com/isen. 844204 Rich is the number to dial right here on the Rich Eisen show on the Roku channel and so much more and the So much more includes the Rich Eisen show radio network powered by Granger. With supplies and solutions for every industry, Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. House money. In Seattle, being put on a plane with the rest of the equipment of the Seattle Seahawks and heading to Santa Clara, San Jose Airport. The Seattle Seahawks moving in for a big game against the San Francisco 49ers who they got swept by, including Brock Purdy. And Joining us here right now on the Rich Eisen Show in advance, one of our favorites is getting ready for, uh, I believe, his sixth postseason with the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, our friend Tyler Lockett back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Tyler? I'm doing pretty good, man. How you doing? I am doing great. I mean, this is your fifth trip to the playoffs, and maybe the, the most unexpected, I would say, Tyler. I mean, how satisfying is this? Obviously, I know there's unfinished business, but the fact that this team has made the playoffs after the uh, everything that went on in the off season, preseason, everyone predicting this, that, and this, uh, everything else for you, Tyler.
3: You know, I think I think it just shows the type of group that we have as a unit. Um, you know, a lot of people had opinions. A lot of people said a, uh, a bunch of things about us, how we were going to be, how many games we were going to win, or how many we were going to lose. I think the biggest thing is just for us as a team, like that allowed us to bond more together. It allowed us to be able. just go out there and play free like we really didn't have anything to lose uh we more so have everything to gain just in general because nobody has any expectations of us and i mean if you want to be honest it's 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 so it feels so refreshing to be able to play when people don't have any expectations on you It's, it's like you know they they expect you to make mistakes they expect you to lose they expect you not to make it a game and so for us it's like Okay, well, let's just go out there and play, and let's just see what can happen.
0: But and, and I guess the the, the f- phrase, the words that Geno Smith used way back uh, in September is kind of a mantra for this team that, you know, uh, folks wrote him off, but he didn't write back. You know, uh, it, it's kind of the entire team, one would say, right,
3: Tyler? Think yeah, I mean, it. I agree, man. I just I think like the biggest thing about sometimes within the media is. Everything is opinion driven, and you know, and sometimes they don't understand how a team is made, and they don't understand what a team can look like and what they can do. And you know, when people buy in, when we understand the system, when we learn the system, it doesn't matter. You know, like none of that stuff really matters. And so I think for us, like we we had to really buy in and understand what is it that you know our coaches want us to learn about the system or the new defense that we're learning and stuff like that. And, you know, this was our second year learning Shane Waldron's system. And, you know, the more and more that we were able to understand it and learn and play in it, it became a little bit more easier to be able to go out there and play rather than us, you know, to kind of go out there and kind of think things through or figure out if we were doing things right. So, I mean, I think just time allowed us to continue to learn how to be better for one another. That
0: said, the Seahawks still needed some help to get into the playoffs. Uh, Walk me through your Sunday night football watching party if there was yeah. what was that what happened yeah,
3: well, once we were able to 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 get past the rams that was a that was a crazy game just in yes. general but you yes. know it's always cool to win in overtime on a game winning field goal and stuff um but yeah once the game was over i was able to go home i was with my fiance and my mom great grandma and i and we were just sitting in the living room. At first, I didn't. I wasn't going to watch the game, and then I was like, you know what? Let me just watch the game because Pete had said something that really, like, stuck with me. He was like, you know, we ended off on a good note. Either we're preparing for next season, you know, the way that we just finished, or if we get another chance, we'll take advantage of that in the playoffs. And so it kind of let a lot of the nerves go where I could just watch the game and, and understand, like, don't get mad at certain plays. Just let the game play out, and if we're supposed to be in there, we're going to be in there. And so I, I was definitely cheering when um, DJ Shark ended up um, catching that little stick route to to win the game.
0: And so you were surrounded by family. Do, do you have your phone out? Are you texting any of your colleagues, your comrades during the game, or no? You don't do oh, that.
3: Oh man, like I think I called Quandre um, in the game, maybe like the the third quarter, I think. And you know, after that, my dad called me whenever they got the fourth down conversion i called gino like i mean i it, it was a great feeling because sometimes like man when you need something to happen or you need a team to lose it just seemed like that never happened and so <laughs> it was just it was just kind of cool you know just growing up you know it's just kind of cool to finally see like okay like we won now we need this team to win Oh, this team won. We hit, you know what I mean? So it's better when you can control your destiny, but it was a really cool feeling to kind of see it play out, you know, for us.
0: Tyler Lockett here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show, and uh, I I could ask you, you know, what Pete does. I mean, you just mentioned how – uh, he even said something sending you uh, home after that, that win over the Rams to keep your season alive and needing some help. And how he said, hey, either we, we've just finished up strong to prepare for next year or we'll take advantage of an opportunity in the playoffs if we get it. Now That kind of calmed your nerves in a way or, or set your mind right. Um, but but it really is and I witnessed this uh, in Munich being around the team for that game against the Bucks prior to that game and I know you didn't win but it, it really is just a, a, um, a philosophy or just a, an, a, an emotion or attitude that he has that everybody acts just chill or themselves and bouncing off the walls there was this video this week that went viral over the last 24 hours I don't know if you saw it Tyler where where uh, um, Gino's doing the gritty, and then Pete comes zipping around <laughs> the corner on a... On a,
3: <laughs> on a scooter.
0: A, on a scooter, you know? And it, and it it's just like, you know, like a circus, but that's the way it is there every day, right? Like, I can already hear it in the background, in this phone well, call. I
3: mean, yeah, I mean, you know, I think Pete does a great job making, making it real fun, and he creates an atmosphere where you can be yourself and just bring who you are um, to the facility every single day. Um, you know one of the biggest things just about being a seahawk and being here is you got to be able to learn how to be self-motivated and self-driven because sometimes you can get lost in all of that and you forget why you're even here (laughs) and so you got to be able to to understand how to how to provide structure for yourself and how to be able to like you know keep each other accountable so that we don't get lost in the fun and in the atmosphere that pete tries to create because, you know, that's what makes this an amazing place. And when you can balance that out, you learn how to have fun, you learn how to compete, and you learn how to be able to win, not only just in the victories, but you learn how to win even in the losses and stuff like that because you start learning how to be able to capitalize off of the mistakes that you made. You start learning how to be able to overcome things. And so, you know, people, a lot of people don't understand you can win and still lose. You know, so, you know, we just try to look – Look into everything in a depth way to where it, it helps us learn how to be better.
1: Um,
0: but I imagine you also got to have your head on a swivel because the coach scooter could come around the, the corner at any time, right? Um, is he on that all the time, Tyler? Uh, On that What scooter? do you mean? Is he on the scooter all the time, coach? Because you got to, you know, you could zip <laughs> around the corner at any moment in time. You got to have your head on a swivel walking around, I'd imagine. Oh,
3: yeah. I mean, there's times where you got to keep your head on a swivel, That's but nice. for the most part, like, you know, when you're on the scooter, you're kind of like going in hallways and stuff where most players aren't, okay. you know, walking through. So it, it makes it easier. It just so happened we practiced in the indoor, it's and we kidding. all came out right where the score would come there. That's amazing.
0: What a video that is. I got Tyler Lockett here on the Rich Eisen Show. What about your role? This is, as I mentioned at the top of this conversation, pre- postseason number six for you. Last time we spoke during the season, we established you're the OG there uh, at that facility. Um, so what what are you going to counsel your, your teammates as you go take on uh, San Francisco for a third time? You're opening up the postseason for the entire league, the, those two teams, this game uh, on Saturday. What's your counsel for the rest of your teammates?
3: Uh, I mean, honestly, I don't really know. I haven't thought about it. You know, I think that, you know, I think everybody's ready. Uh, you know, we, we know that we're playing one of the best teams in the NFC. We played them twice and they beat us. You know, I think all the motivation is there. Um, we understand that they have a phenomenal defense. We understand, um, you know, the type of offense that they do and how things have been clicking. I think they've won, like, nine straight. And so, I mean, we we already know what we're up against. We know that it's a divisional opponent. Um, I think, you know, right now it's just us being able to just calm the nerves down, just being able to play understanding that, you know, we got another chance, but, you know, at the same time, I mean, nobody really expected us to be here outside of our building. Like, we believe that we can get here within our building, and so, I mean, you know, it's not like we have a lot of pressure on us or anything, so, I mean, we're just going to go out there and just play free and let the chips fall where the chips fall.
0: And how proud are you at Gino? I know I'm, I'm answering, uh, asking a question that uh, gives you the opportunity to gush, but um you you have been there. You've been around him as he said that don't call it a comeback. He's been there. He just had an opportunity finally. And um and and he's you know going to be a playoff quarterback here for the for the Seattle Seahawks. So uh, I'll give you the floor on Gino.
3: Yeah, I think Gino's played amazing. Um I think he's done so many amazing things. Um you you know you guys have all seen him make um tremendous throws, make plays with his legs. I think you know some of the biggest things that um, that I could think of. Some of those big-time kind of moments for me was just the fact that if you seen him throw interceptions, it was like he never missed a beat. You know, he came back and he would lead us to a touchdown, or you know, he he would just do so many amazing things after that. And people don't understand that it's so hard to be able to make you know not so good of a play. And sometimes that stuff can stick with you the rest of the game or even weeks. But it's like you don't see him flinch. He just he lets it go, and he keeps on playing. He keeps throwing no matter what. And, you know, it's games like this last game we played versus the Rams where you understand that, man, if this dude didn't go flinch, then there's no need for any of us to flinch. And so, you know, he's a great leader, um, a great teammate, and really happy just for him to be able to get his shot. He He's ran with it. And I think he's, like, done a great job in being able to balance out the stuff that the media said from the very beginning to the stuff of how all the tables turned now. And, you know, he got a chance to become a pro bowler. Like, there's just so many amazing things that he's done. But, I mean, he's he's prepared for his moment.
0: Sin, what about you, Tyler, as we wrap this conversation up right here? Um, you know, you've been in the league since 2015. Here it is 2023. What's it going to – you think going to be going through your mind Anthem's playing. You're getting ready to go out there uh, in a playoff game against the 49ers. Whole country watching. What do you got for me on that one, Tyler? I
3: mean, for for me, it's just you know be the best teammate that I could be, and you know whatever it is that I got to do to be able to to help my team that game. That's what I'm gonna be willing to do. Sometimes you got to be able to sacrifice, you know, um, the individual stuff for the betterment of the team. But you know, at the same time, then it's like I said, we don't have anything to lose. And so, you know, for us, we're just going to go out there and have fun. We're going to enjoy it. At the end of the day, it's just a football game. You know, we understand that it's the playoffs, but, you know, you can't make the playoffs bigger than what it is to where we start playing outside our normal framework. You got to be able to just go out there and just play. And, you know, you you understand that no one's guaranteed another week to be able to play. You know, that's, that's decided after the game. And so for us, we're just going to go play. And like I said, we're just going to see what ends up happening.
0: Tyler Lockett, you take care of yourself. Always appreciate the time and our conversations. I always enjoy it, just like I did this one. Good luck to you on Saturday.
3: Thank you, man. Happy New Year.
0: Right back at you. Right back at you. Tyler Lockett, at td lockett 12 on Twitter and Instagram, right here on The Rich Eisen Show. So, you can listen to the NFL in the NFL app, on the Odyssey app, on westwoodonesports.com, via Westwood One Station Streams, or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports, sponsored by AutoZone. So, what'd you make of that, Christopher? Guys? Anything? What'd you make of that? No,
1: I mean, look, Seattle's had a, a tremendous season, one that, it was unexpected, to be honest. I mean, heading into the year, we were talking about them, you know, kind of being at the top of the draft board when we watched them play in the preseason. And, you know, they just do it again because, what, Pete's a hell of a coach? He sure is. They get players who buy in.
0: And they they, they get players who fit what he wants to do. Exactly.
1: And then Kenneth Walker ended up being maybe Offensive Rookie of the Year, and Geno Smith had the season of a lifetime. Like, think about it. He is their all-time single-season passing leader now. That is unbelievable. The dude hasn't played in eight years. And... You got great players around him like Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf and a good offensive line. And look, here they are, a playoff team. And now anything can happen.
0: And that's the setup for this game that uh, I'm, I'm fascinated by is you got a San Francisco team that's played all three quarterbacks, all three. And normally when you play all three quarterbacks like the Jets or the Titans, you don't make the playoffs. They played all three quarterbacks. Yeah, and I slag on Kyle
1: Shanahan, but hell of a coaching job out of him.
0: Unbelievable to coach these guys up. Absolutely. And they go into this game with a kid making his first career playoff start and everybody else around him ready to roll because they almost made the Super Bowl last year. Mm -hmm. And despite the beginning of the season when they lost to the Bears and the Broncos... The 49ers come in on a hot winning streak and it's going to be raining cats and dogs and it's going to be wild and that's the exact setting that they lost week one in against the Bears in Chicago and that's in a mind's eye and then you've got Seattle with all the house money coming in but a team that's lost twice to San Francisco and their last trip to San Francisco was in week two And that's when Trey Lance got carted off, brought in Jimmy G, who got carted off, and then they brought in Brock Purdy, who completed the season sweep of this team. The Niners have the Seahawks number. They should win this football game. And if Seattle doesn't win it in Geno Smith's first postseason start, if that doesn't happen, and the worst comes to worst is that their season when nobody expected them to make it they got in a playoff game and they can start focusing on a draft in which they choose 5th overall
1: wow!
0: using the pick they got in the first round of this year's draft for Russell Wilson wow let's take a break 844-204-RICH number to dial phone calls and the news about Mike Williams is even worse than you thought. That's coming up next before Tom Curran joins us and then Brian Cranston in studio. Are you struggling to close deals? business-to-business selling is tougher than ever, and that's why I want to tell you about LinkedIn Sales Navigator. LinkedIn Sales Navigator is a sales intelligence platform that helps professionals effectively prospect and engage high-value customers, drive higher revenue, and increase sales performance. Sales Navigator helps you target the right buyers, surface key signals such as job changes, or which accounts you should prioritize, and shows you hidden allies so you can find those buyers that are most likely to convert. Fueled by LinkedIn's one million member platform sales navigator gives you the most up-to-date first-party data enabling you to unlock conversations with the people that matter right now you can try linkedin sales navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com slash direct that is linkedin.com slash direct for a 60-day free trial let linkedin sales navigator help you sell like a superstar today just go to linkedin.com slash direct and get started Back Ocean. here on the Rich Eisen show, everybody. <laughs>
2: Thanks for watching,
1: Ocean.
0: You know, hold, hold, just I. All right, here's the deal. We, we in the media, we second guess. That's what we do. We do. I mean, we, we fully do it. I, well, this show likes to look forward. We we do have a crystal ball here. It's so damn heavy, but I should have got it's, much it's, smaller it's, it's one. I, I, went uh, I went too look, big. I went too big. Go big. I can't even. Uh, I can't even rich, just grab it. We have a magic eight ball here. I mean. We try our best to see the future, right? But, but we, are, we are who we are. We're part of this animal known as sports talk radio. And, and I also have been around coaches. So when I talk about hot seats, uh, it, it, is, it is with real serious care when I talk about hot seats and when somebody's put themselves in the firing line and things of that nature. Yeah, you don't like to do that. I like to do it. Uh, but, but it's like families are on the line. I feel the need to set this stuff up. I do. But yeah. this is the time of year where decisions are, are, are magnified in win-or-go-home games. It's a week-to-week league. We are in the week-to-week portion of this league where there is no other week if you lose a football game. That's it. It's over. It's over. And so when a coach makes a decision and it backfires, it really um, you really need to make sure ownership believes in you. And if I'm Brandon Staley, I'm getting ready for this game against the Jaguars and people are are available or or the people who are available to you. But if one of them is not available to you because of a decision you made to make sure he got out there and the guy's injury prone to begin with and his health along with others um, helped the team string together four straight wins to put them in a position – to make the playoffs, which they then did so well, those four games to do it, that their final game meant nothing. When they took the field in Denver last week, it meant nothing. So Mike Williams being helped off last week, everyone's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Which is the latest decision made by this coach to elicit the question of what are you doing? Even Keenan Allen took to Twitter this year when he decided, bizarrely, to go for it in Cleveland. On fourth and, you know, fourth, what WTF are we doing? Keenan Allen even tweeted something out while he was injured, while he was injured, about what the coach was doing on the field. Like, what are you doing? And and that has been a mantra so much for this coach, and he's finally made the playoffs. And so sure enough, we're we were we were saying Mike Williams is hurt and and you're playing him in, in the game and Joey Bosa we're waiting to see his readiness and and it's not consistent with what others do, which is play him the entire time. that, that you, you could push back and say Dallas did it. Philadelphia did it. Philadelphia needed to win the game. Dallas didn't. But at least Dallas got out unscathed. So, we, you know, Mike McCarthy doesn't have that second. He's, he's second-guessed about everything else. True. But the second guess has arrived in a big way because Mike Williams has been ruled out. And then Tom Pelissero says after initial X-ray and MRI came back negative – Further testing revealed a fracture in his back that he suffered in Denver. What? That will likely cite him a couple of weeks per sources. So even if the, the Chargers go into Jacksonville and without Mike Williams win this game, a trip to Kansas City? Nope. Potentially? So maybe if they make the Super Bowl, he'd be back? I don't know. AFC Championship game if they're lucky. I mean, you need Mike Williams to beat Kansas City. Chargers fans will tell you that. You know, a couple of years Philip Rivers found him multiple times in, a, in, a, in a, a big game in Kansas City years ago. Look, the thing that's just really bizarre is this coach doesn't play anybody in the preseason. So you're willing right. to come out of the gate slow, I guess, knowing you've got a full season to ramp up anyway. But if you're that careful to make sure we're starting healthy, even if we do come out of the gate slow, potentially, we're starting healthy but finishing healthy you're you're now like we're going to we're we're going to play guys that's what we do we play football around here so the second guest is here fair or not it has arrived and if the chargers are one and done and herbert and this team finds themselves points challenged against a team they only scored 10 points against just one catch for mike williams in that loss earlier this year against jacksonville so, put that in your super wild card super. weekend pipe and smoke it.
3: Super.
0: Just hopefully. What's smoking on, bro? Let me hit something. for the Chargers. <laughs> it's just not smoke them if you got them. <laughs> hey, hey, Rich. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, the Chargers are on upset alert.
3: What are you smoking, bro? Give me
0: some. I, I, you know, like
3: we, we have to be unbiased here, but when you said about. If the Chargers could go on and take on the Chiefs sending yeah. make it to the Super Bowl, I think that was the appropriate time for Magic Johnson to jump in and just yeah. let you know that uh, they're not going to be there. I don't know, man. <laughs> this team
0: has got a bunch of talented players. Going into the season, Chargers... Many people had him winning divisions and Herbert being MVP. Yeah, exactly. How many the moves that said, they made yeah. in the offseason to no. put them in the mix. No, are these people people that forgot that Patrick Mahomes was no, alive, alive and, and, and is oh, living? Patrick Mahomes has lost on his home turf in the playoffs last year. Uh, yeah, but. So uh, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is the Chargers could do it, and it would be v- much more feasible to do it if Mike Williams was healthy, and it looks like he won't be even for that game based on the decision in week 18. You know?
1: And I hate to do it. Certainly with Sean Payton out there. Sean Payton has already said, well, I prefer to coach in Los Angeles. Well, he hasn't said it. Information (laughs) men and women have
0: said it based on their sources, which is close to
3: Sean Payton. (laughs) I don't know. Close, close.
1: (laughs) The guy you know, I'd like to Noah live from in Manhattan Beach, right yeah. I prefer I prefer to coach in Los
0: Angeles if possible, but that would be a very bold move. Again, Brandon Staley is outstanding with the media, and you could see he can coach football games and 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 he he runs risks, and he does elicit the WTF are we doing elicits those statements, but the guy the guy's not dumb, and he's really good at what he does, and he's definitely less expensive than Sean Payton, and you know. The Spanos family is not known to make moves as wild and expensive as it would be to fire their coach, hire Sean Payton, acquire him with whatever draft choices is required to give to New Orleans just to get him in the building for as much money as he will command. But... If you think he's available and he wants to live there and you could stick him in that stadium and say, you got Justin Herbert now. If I'm the current coach, I wouldn't do anything, any missteps (laughs) that would open these doors based on my decision-making.
1: All I'm saying.